is a wealthy country. This is a wealthy country, but government decision after decision has taken the basic right of having a roof over your head away from an entire generation of people, thousands of people, young people who can't afford to buy, people who feel trapped in a cycle of cramped flat shares, of sky-high rents, of never being able to save for a deposit, no matter how hard they try, no matter how many hours they work. The only people who come in here trotting out populist soundbites in relation to housing is the said deputy and his party. I'm interested in solutions to the housing crisis, and we do have a housing crisis. Um, and, no, and, and I want to say this to the deputy. We decided in Fianna Fáil in the last two and a half years to take the portfolio of housing, to make a difference. 10,000 social houses, close to 10,000 social houses were delivered last year. Close to 12,000 social houses will be delivered in 2023. It's the highest since 1975 on social housing. Okay? You talk about young buyers, and what are we doing for young people who want to buy a house? The largest numbers of first-time buyers occurred last year. Occurred last year. We reached 30,000 new bills in housing last year. Tawnish to Micheál Martin, and before that, Sinn Féin TD Pierce Doherty. Heated exchanges in the Dáil this week, but uh, a lot of evictions are expected if the lifting of the ban goes ahead, according to opposition party TDs, Limerick property manage expert, uh, uh, property management expert Kirsten Mail this week told us landlords are also exiting the market. Elaine Lachlan is deputy political editor of the Irish Examiner and she's on the line. Good morning to you, Elaine. Good morning. Uh, is there a sense that this has gone the way the government expected when they made this decision, that they always knew it was going to be highly controversial and contentious, or is there more to the reaction than they anticipated in your view? Yeah, well, look, this was never going to be an easy decision for any government to make uh, when you're saying that you're uh, not continuing on with an eviction ban. They knew that this was going to cause some disruption, especially from the opposition. Maybe what they weren't expecting was some of their government backbenchers to come out, the likes of Nasa Horgan from the Green Party, Patrick Costello also from the Green Party, and this morning we've heard from uh, John McGuinness from Fianna Fáil uh, raising concerns about this. Um, but it was something that they deliberated over. We know that that cabinet meeting on Tuesday went an hour over schedule and there was a lot of conversation, discussion, debate amongst ministers who had reservations around this. Um, but I think what a lot of the, especially members of the opposition, but when you point to the likes of Nasa Horgan as well in the Green Party, what she's been saying is that they had a, a, an amount of months from October when this eviction ban was announced up to today to come up with solutions or resolutions or protections for renters in the absence of an eviction ban. But really, the measures that were announced this week um, that the government say will help uh, renters are not fully formed yet and will be a number of months away before we see them. And does the government anticipate that there will be a lot of evictions come the start of April, because in certain instances it uh, froze notices that had previously been given, didn't it, the moratorium? Yes, it did. And now why we might not see a a massive amount on April 1st 
Um, we definitely in the coming months will see those notices to quit come into force because obviously depending on the length of time you've been in rental accommodation uh, you may have a longer notice to quit than than someone who's been in, in a rental accommodation for a shorter period and Housing Minister Darrell O'Brien when he was asked about this on Tuesday admitted that yes we, we potentially will see the number of people uh, trying to access emergency homeless accommodation go up in the coming months. And we know that the numbers in emergency accommodation are at record levels. And actually those records, unfortunately, have been broken for the past seven months every month. Um, and we've, you know, up on 12,000 people in a homeless accommodation, uh, emergency accommodation now. 3,000 of those are children so, you know, we could see it going far beyond that, possibly um, 13,000, 14,000. We're chatting to Elaine Lachlan, uh, who is Deputy Political Editor of the Irish Examiner newspaper, has been following this highly controversial story this week. Um, now, we remember the run-up to the budget last year, and it, obviously some of that was foreshortened by the fact that it, because of the cost of living crisis, they brought it to what, late September, if I remember correctly. Um, and in the run-up to that, in the months previous to it, there was a suggestion that they were going to look at something in this area, including helping landlords or small landlords in some way. And it didn't happen at that point. And a lot of political observers believe that it may have had something to do with controversy around um, uh, one of the TDs on the government side at the time, that that may have held it back was that a factor and how do they feel now about the flight of landlords that we're hearing about in Limerick and around the country? Yeah, well certainly the uh, the, the number of landlords and small landlords who've been leaving the market in recent years is a massive concern for the government uh, and they have indicated that there will be tax measures, tax incentives to keep landlords in the market but they won't be announced until the next budget, which is September, October time. And um, so up until then, everything that's in place will remain in place uh, as regards, you know, the tax arrangements for landlords, which small landlords are saying really doesn't make sense to them right now. And that's why they're getting out. It's, it's not a really financially viable uh, enterprise to be in for someone maybe who has one or two properties to rent. And that's why we do see this massive exodus from the market of those small landlords. And then Um, we had a government minister with us in the last hour who was making the case uh, around the provisions that are expected to be brought in to allow a sitting tenant to have first refusal if a property goes up for sale. He was saying at market value and then he said an approved housing body in the second instance. But I, I, I did ask him, would that not ultimately impact the true market value? of a property and will that not just lead to small landlords especially getting out of that property even faster? Yeah and you also from the tenants point of view I'm sure there are plenty of tenants uh, who would love to be in a position that if the, the property they're currently in now went up for sale that they could buy it out and remain on in there but given the level of rents that a lot of people are paying they don't have the, the, the savings uh, for a deposit uh, to be able to do that. So I think this, even if this measure does come into force and the government has been pointed to the likes of France where this is in place, um, obviously the rental market is very different in other countries as well. Um, I imagine that the number of tenants who would be actually in a position to 
buy the property that they're in now if it did go up for sale would be very small and then again you have to think from the landlord's point of view um it's not really a, a good option for you mm. necessarily to have to give first refusal and not allow the property go on the market and maybe go into a bidding war and you might get more than you anticipated from so some people have actually been warning that uh even suggesting that this measure be may be coming down the road might actually force landlords to sell up earlier for fear that they would be forced to give first refusal yeah, to yeah. the person and, who's currently in the property. And the other big point is, you know, we had uh, uh, Brian Ledden, the Green TD, with us during the week saying that you know, Limerick City's population will be 200,000 in the not-too-distant future and we need to plan for that and the population on the country is growing. Obviously, we have more people coming into the country too uh, and we have this housing crisis and it's going to take a long time to catch up, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think another one of the measures as well that was announced when that government decision came through not to continue on with the moratorium was uh, encouraging local authorities to, similar to giving first refusal to private tenants, uh, giving local authorities the money effectively to buy up rental accommodation that is currently uh, lived in by those in receipt of HAP or RAS assistance um, and that the government are hoping that local authorities will buy up around 1,500 houses and they will be then converted into social housing as a result. But my colleague Paul Hosford in today's examiner actually points out that up until now, the four Dublin city councils have only bought out 22 properties under this kind of measure. Um, So getting up to 1,500 will be a significant challenge for local authorities across the country, um, given the the very small numbers that they've currently bought out. Absolutely. It's been a major topic, indeed, in the run-up to the last election pre-COVID. We heard a lot about it, and now it's very much front and centre again, and it's certainly going to be a big one in the run-up to the next general election. Well, thank you very much uh, for your perspective, uh, and reporting on that this morning. That is Elaine Lachlan, Deputy Political Editor of the Irish Examiner. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.